Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Welcome to the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered by me, Adam, your fitness coach and nutrition coach. So if you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for being here. Here's how it works. Questions from listeners just like you are sent in on my Instagram story every single Sunday. That's where I collect these questions for the show. Uh, And if you have a question that you would like to have answered on the show, you can do so by sending it in. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. You can find me there. And then if you go to my story on Sundays, you'll see a little question box that says, ask me a question. That is your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you like. And then, like I said, I will select uh, a few and then answer them here on the show for you. The question that we're going to be discussing today is one that I'm uh, I'm actually really excited about, um, and it's about establishing a better relationship with food. What exactly does that look like? What is establishing a healthy relationship with food look like? And uh, if we get into it, what does a bad relationship with food look like? So we're going to be discussing that today. And uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited because I feel like it's something that a lot of people uh, relate to. And it's way more exciting than talking about calorie deficits. So uh, I'm looking forward to discussing that today. But before I get into it, I do want to remind you guys of the valuable free resources that we have for you at Pullman Fitness. So if you're if you're trying to learn more about building muscle, losing body fat, getting better abs, building better arms, building a better butt, whatever it is, we have free guides available for you to download that will help you uh, with that goal that you have, at least help you get your feet wet. So uh, you can get those absolutely free at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. Today's question is from Simply Katie Burke. Should be like simply easy user handle to pronounce. So <laughs> I appreciate when her questions come in because I actually know how to pronounce the name. So Simply Katie Burke. The question is, how does someone develop a healthier relationship with food? This is a great question. Uh, concerningly, no one has brought it up yet. People are more concerned with calorie calculators, calculating their calorie deficits, wondering how many calories they should eat in the day. And no one's talked about their relationship with food. So it's clear that we got to get this audience thinking more long-term rather than short-term and a lot more overall health-focused versus just body image-focused. Not that there's anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with losing body fat and building muscle. I'm all for it. But when you realize that health is much more than looking a certain way, your mind will change. Your world will change. Your fitness will change. And when you realize that if you pursue aesthetics, health may follow, but health can actually get worse as well. I know it's hard to hard to say. You might be thinking, well, people are so lean. How can they be unhealthy? Remember, health isn't just physical health. Health is also emotional health, mental health, spiritual health. All those things play into it. And then I've seen some very unhealthy people that are lean. Okay. So when you when you chase aesthetics, sometimes health can follow. But when you chase health, almost every single time, aesthetics follow. When you realize that, your world will be, will be flipped upside down. Okay. Anyway, that's just a little side 
thing I went on. So how does someone develop a healthier relationship with food? There are a lot of different elements to this. Uh, and what I did in the, in the episode is just listed off a few that I think um, could be beneficial. So I want to highlight them and talk about them a little bit more in this episode. So the first thing that I brought up is just being more mindful. I think in this world that we live in today, we're, we're just, we just move so fast. I was thinking about it this morning. I had a pretty stressful morning. Um, not going to lie. It was kind of rough and it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't great either. So, and I, and I found myself getting kind of stressed out and I was running some, some errands and I realized I was walking back to my car and I was like almost, I wasn't sprinting, but I was walking really, really fast because that's how fast my mind was going. And I was like, what the heck? Why am I walking so fast? I need to slow down. And if I slow down physically, then mentally I'm going to slow down as well. And when I did that, like I literally just moved slower. I know it sounds so silly and stupid, but I just moved slower. I walked slower. I took my time walking to the car. That really helped my mind slow down and process everything that I was going through and process everything that had happened that morning, okay? Um, so I think the same thing kind of, it's interesting that that happened this morning when I was talking about this later this evening. God works in awesome ways. Um, I think that can that same mindset can transfer over to a healthy relationship with food. We're, we're so fast with our decisions, especially when it comes to food. We grab whatever is convenient because we're trying to get to the next thing. We grab whatever is fastest because we're trying to get to the next thing. What would happen if we just slowed down? What would happen if we moved slower? What would happen if we opened the pantry and just sat for 30 seconds, thinking, do I really want something right now or am I trying to distract myself? What if when we got a craving, we just didn't get up and, and to go fulfill the craving? What if we just stayed sitting there on the couch and was just like, hey, I have a craving right now. Why do I have this craving? Ah, I am a little stressed out or I just, it's just mindless. I'm watching TV, so I want to eat something too, but I don't really need anything. You get my, you get what I'm, you get what I'm saying? I, this is something that I help my clients with all the time and it works every single time. Just being more mindful, slowing down mentally, really processing why you're making the decisions that you're making. As soon as you make a decision, ask yourself, why did I make that decision? Not after you've eaten the food, as you're making the decision to grab it, even and, and even better beforehand. Why am I getting up to go to the pantry right now? Why do I feel like I need that second piece of cake? Being more mindful can certainly help you assess. It might not be guaranteed to give you a better relationship with food directly, but it's going to help you assess what needs fixing with your relationship with food. Because otherwise, when you're an autopilot and you're moving extremely fast and not being mindful, you're not giving yourself the time of day to even think about that stuff. You're just going one thing to the next, one thing to the next, boom, boom, boom. The next thing you know, you're laying in bed looking at the ceiling, waiting to fall asleep. And you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm upset with my nutrition decisions today. Oh, I shouldn't have had that for lunch. Dang it. Oh, maybe I'll be better tomorrow. That When you're looking at the ceiling, waiting to go to sleep, it's way too late to think about stuff like that. It's already done. So just be more mindful as you're going through. I think that's something that can be very, very helpful. Next thing, work on food being nourishment rather than a means to an end. Okay. A lot of people look at food as purely energy, and it is energy, okay? 
but they look but because of that they look as food at food as how is this going to help me look x way how is this going to help me do this is this going to contribute to losing body fat and there are definitely don't get me wrong definitely appropriate times to be thinking about stuff like that like the, like i mentioned in another episode i don't know if it was an episode or a show but your sacrifice is always relevant to the goal you know so if you're just someone trying to trying to trying to be healthy Working on having a great relationship with food is definitely key. And it definitely is key when you're an extreme bodybuilder too. But when you're an extreme bodybuilder, you're going to have to say no and cut out a lot more things than you would if you were just a regular person. Because that's just the nature of the business. To succeed and win, you need to do that stuff. Okay. Um, But that's not you and me. So work on food being a nourishment rather than a means to an end. And I also want to talk about um, understanding that Bouncing off of that, that all foods have value and we need to learn to appreciate the food for what the value has. Now, here's what I mean by that. Unhealthy food, despite what people tell you, unhealthy food has value. It absolutely has value. It may not have any nutritional value, but it still has value. I would argue that if you and a group of friends get together uh, on a monthly basis to go to your favorite restaurant and get your favorite meal and your favorite dessert... I would argue that food has value. It helps bring you guys together. And that feeds your your mental health and your emotional health and your relational health. I'm not saying that food is healthy or that food is going to nourish your body well. Hell no. That's not what I'm saying. But it still has value. And I think what people tend to do is they only associate value with nutritional value. Therefore, cake is bad. Therefore, ice cream is bad. Therefore, cookies are bad. They're not. No food in and of itself is bad. What's bad is when you, one, abuse food, and two, use it in the wrong context. If you want the cookie, and you know how to enjoy that cookie, and you're just going to have the cookie and really enjoy it for what it is, heck, go for it. But if you're having that cookie to distract yourself, if you're having that cookie to numb some pain, I would argue that's not great. That's not bringing you any value. But you need to learn how to understand that different foods have different value and learn how to appreciate those values in certain circumstances, in certain contexts, when those values are appropriate. Okay. Now, what you kind of discover is all these tips that I'm giving really have to do with just being more mindful, just being more conscious and aware of the decisions that you're making. There are four stages of learning that I like to talk about. You have unconscious incompetence. This is where you have no idea what you're doing wrong. Then you have conscious incompetence. This is where you know you're doing something wrong, which is likely where a lot of us are. Then you have conscious competence, which is where you know and you're putting an effort into doing something better. And then there's unconscious competence, and that's where making the right choice is completely automatic. To go from a state where you don't have a great relationship with food to a good relationship with food, there needs to be a lot of conscious stuff going on. A lot of conscious competence where you are consciously making the better choice because you're thinking about what's going on. You're thinking about the value. You're assessing why you're trying to do it and then you make the decision. Okay, so understanding that food isn't inherently bad and appreciating the value that all foods have are both a massive, massive part of of, of having a relation, a healthy relationship with food. 
I'm also going to bring up a couple more things here. Uh, one is that we need to understand what full means. I don't think a lot of people understand that. And, and, and part of it is just Americans. We, we, we kind of tend to just use food as a crutch. But I also think it came from just growing up usually where people, you know, parents would always tell you, hey, you have to finish your plate. You can't have dessert, your dessert unless you finish your plate. We were raised on, I can't get what I want unless I eat all my food, even if I'm not hungry. I think that parents baby their kids way too much with this stuff. Your kid's not going to starve itself to death. Highly unlikely, okay? It's okay your kid, for your kids to not have dinner. It, when, it, when they wake up tomorrow morning, they're going to be hungry. And whenever you give it, they're probably going to eat, okay? And if they don't want to, they will eventually. Not saying you should starve your kid or torture it. I'm just saying your kid will probably eat what you want it to if you wait longer than a few hours for them to cooperate, all right? Anyway, <clears throat> this is when I'm going to get a lot of messages saying, you're not a parent, you don't understand. No, but I've trained people with parents. So, or trained people that are parents. So, uh, learning the difference between hungry, or sorry, full and satiated. I recommend that people eat until they're 80% full. This is what I would call satiated. You are satisfied. But the problem is people don't understand how to gauge that because they don't eat slowly enough. They eat, you'll notice this. They'll eat, you'll eat so damn fast. To where you put your fork down, you're like, oh, I'm stuffed. But you you went from hungry to stuffed, and you were never aware of anything going on in between whatsoever. You just went from, man, I'm starving. Plate comes. Oh, I'm stuffed. What the hell happened in between? The freaking heck? You were eating so fast, and you were unaware of what you were doing. You just made it all a blur. Slow down. Chew each bite 100% before swallowing it, then when you swallow it, then you can pick up your fork or your utensil for the next bite. Everybody eats something and they're already, like as they're chewing, they're already trying to get to the next bite. I do this all the time. I catch myself doing it constantly. So if you're trying to be more aware and you're not good at it, put your fork down in between bites. Chew all the way, swallow it, then grab your utensil and then do it again. Another thing that could help, which sounds stupid, but it really helps is eat with your opposite hand. This is going to help you slow down a ton and be more mindful because you have to think more when you're just using your uncoordinated hand. So practice eating until you're satiated, not until you're full and stuffed. Another one is separating hunger from craving. A lot of people have a craving and they think it's hunger. Like, oh, something sounds so good. That means I'm hungry. No, hunger is actually something you can physically feel. Like you can physically feel it in your stomach. You can feel that grumbling, feel that emptiness, and it lingers and lingers and lingers and lingers. That's hunger. If someone comes up to you and you're like, or they say, hey, let's get Mexican food. You're like, yeah, that doesn't sound that good. I'll wait. You're not hungry. You're not hungry. Truly hungry, okay? So I think just understanding that a little bit more. But the bigger one is just, like I said, eating until you're satiated. That one's huge. Last one that I want to mention is just separating your body image from food. I kind of touched on this earlier. Food in and of itself doesn't inherently make you fat. Twinkies in and of themselves do not make you fat. Apples in and of themselves do not make you healthy. Kale in and of themselves do not make you healthy. Your health is comprised of several different actions, habits, and behaviors that you make on a daily basis that you do consistently. That's what makes up, makes or breaks your health. 
Can eating kale or vegetables be a part of that? Absolutely. But you can still eat vegetables and be unhealthy. You can still have Twinkies and be healthy. I'm not advising that you binge on Twinkies whatsoever, but you get my point. You have to learn how to separate your body image from food. Look at food for its value and decide, am I trying to feed my physical nourishment right now, my mental nourishment? And if it's my mental nourishment and my pleasure nourishment, is this an appropriate time to do that? Is the context good? Am I doing it in an appropriate way or am I binging? Am I really going to enjoy this cookie or am I just going to want 10 more? So that's that's a huge that's a huge part of it. Um, sorry, I'm distracted. Two people are trying to call me during this episode. Come on, family. Uh, so that's what I would do. Okay, those are some things that I would focus focus on. Obviously, an unhealthy relationship with food would be the opposite of that. Okay, you think that foods are bad and good. You think that one food's going to make you fat and other foods inherently make you healthier or leaner. Um, you eat super fast. You're not mindful. You, you're you're craving a lot. You're not conscious of your food decisions. You know, you're, you're in a hurry constantly, especially when it comes to food. You feel like, you know, you dread gatherings because you, you, you're dreading having to make a decision about eating cake. That's an unhealthy relationship with food. But really when it comes down to it, if you just practice being more mindful and utilizing those tools and tips that I gave in this episode while you're being more mindful, everything can change for you quite drastically, Okay. Now, the last thing that I want to touch on is if you have disordered eating, you have some sort of disorder or you have disordered patterns, whatever you, you suspect may be off or wrong, seek the help of, of counsel, of, of a counselor, a therapist, a, a psychiatrist, a professional in that arena. For some reason, we, we, a lot of us feel like we shouldn't get help unless we're wrong or off or broken. Okay, I think we should all get help from professionals that know more than we do, even if we don't feel like something is wrong, because we're definitely going to learn something from them. But anyway, if you do feel like something is off and you do, like if you have a hunch that you need that help, please talk to somebody. Okay, I am not someone that can counsel on disordered eating. I can give advice based on clients that I've worked with that have had it before working with me, you know, I can give advice on that, but, but you need to see someone that can professionally help you in that arena. If you, if this is a serious problem for you. Okay. So make sure you remember that guys, I hope this helped in some way. Uh, if you enjoyed it, if it did help you in some way and you like what I'm doing here at the podcast, a huge help, uh, in, in helping me and supporting me that way I can continue doing what I like to do, like recording these podcast episodes. Would, would simply be just sharing it with your friends and family. You know, you don't, you don't, I'm not asking you to buy anything. Just, just share it. Share the episode. I'm sure that someone else out there needs to hear it and will resonate with it um, and, and help me help them if, if you would be so kind. So on Spotify, it's super easy. Just hit that share button. So you hit that three button tab on the top right. Hit share. You can share it on any platform that you want. Apple Podcasts, not so much. But if you leave a rating and review, that will help people that you know that you like the show and that you enjoy it and that they should listen to it. Uh, so if you feel it's worthy, leave a five-star rating and review. That would be a massive help. Other than that, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. Let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, 
I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So, if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom-tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.